This is Candid Conversations with Dr. Mayfield, a podcast that resources families and friends with tools to have important conversations about mental and emotional health. This show is sponsored by Mayfield Counseling Centers, helping you find clarity, hope, and purpose. Here's your host, Trevor Sheeran. Thank you for joining us on Candid Conversations. We are excited to be joining you again this morning. We're starting a little bit later today, so you get the benefit of us being fresh, (laughs) awake a little bit more. That's debatable. Uh, Um, I mean, it's nine, so we're at least... It's not 7 a.m. Right. So, I mean, a little bit of a difference. (laughs) Today, Uh, we are starting a three-part series on something that we alluded to last week called the core longings. mm -hmm. Uh, So, the way that this is going to progress is that we'll start this week talking about the first two, which, I mean, they kind of fit into three categories, which is why we're doing it this way. True. Next, Next week will be the second set. And then finally, the third week will be the third set, and it will be all wrapped up. And the funny thing about these two is these are going to be like, you've never thought that you knew, actually knew these things in some ways, right? I mean, I I do this all the time in, in counseling with my clients, and they're like, oh... Oh, right. That makes sense. Why didn't I know this? Like, well, you did. You just didn't have words for it. Exactly. I think that's what's going to be for our listeners is you're going to be able to put words to it tonight, today, whenever you're listening to it. Whatever. It's more coffee. Uh, I want to start today's episode by just defining the core longings Mm. because I think the concept needs just a little bit of explaining to put words to thoughts that we've probably had before. Well, it's interesting because... I think you all, as you heard that that phrase, core longings, you've already kind of made up your mind of what you think they are. And you're probably right. I mean, they're just the basic needs that we have as human beings, right? I think what make us up as human beings, the relational piece, the piece to be to be known and to be seen. Uh, and, you know, these are kind of parsing that out a little bit. Yeah. And, and something that I'm hearing in your language is there might be different words for what we're talking about. Um, if you look up online, you'll find several different lists sure. of what the core lines are. And for the most part, they're all speaking to the same concept. I mean, Victor Frankl's got his and existentialism yeah. and you've got stuff in, in um, you know, faith-based realms and that kind of stuff. But it's funny thing is it's all saying the same stuff. Yeah. And there might, so if you've heard of these before and you hear us talking about different words to label these core longings, Mm -hmm. uh, just know that that's just because other, I mean, we have different words for it, but we're, we're talking about the same six things essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and one other note that I think is important is that a lot of these core longings can be satisfied by the same things or a core longing can tie into another one. Like, it's not as clean cut as like, this is the core longing of love and nothing else touches it. It's kind of messy. It is. And it's, it's very gray. Shade, no, I can't say shades of gray because that book ruined that one. But uh, you're talking about the Civil War book, right? Yes. Yeah. That one. That one, Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but there are different different levels of gray in this yeah. in that uh, it's not black and white. And I think a lot of times as human beings, we like to have our needs satisfied by black and white. Just tell me what to do. Right. I'm fine. Well, and I think if we look at the medical model of mental health yeah. right now, Don't it's me here's a pill that's going to solve this yeah. one problem for you. Or a you. diagnosis that's going to fill this. Yeah. Right. And so the core longings 
are far, far more human yes. than that. <laughs> right. So, okay, so today, love and safety. Love and safety. Next week? Next week will be acceptance and understanding. And then the last one will be significance and purpose. Those are the six. Uh, and again, you've gone, okay, I've heard these before, or right. I know these before, but let's... Let's dive into these. Like, when did you first get introduced to these? Honestly, it was through a book that talked about um, uh, addiction to pornography and um, sexual out, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was talking about a lot of the time when we are uh, going towards pornography to fulfill something in us, it's trying to fulfill a core longing. And right. if we can identify those core longings, we're then able to see how pornography, and this feeds into our conversation about sugar porn and uh, fame, uh, where it it treats it like sugar, where what we're trying to satisfy is the hunger of love and acceptance. Um, we're giving ourselves but sugar. we're giving ourselves sugar. And so our love and acceptance belly mm-hmm. doesn't sit well with that. Right. So that was really the first time. And as I've explored it more and more, and as I've been working with clients, it's been really, really helpful to be able to look at a client and say, okay, in your life right now, what is the core longing that you're trying to satisfy most? Well, it's, and I think I was first introduced to this concept. I'm not sure he, and I would, I'm not going to do it justice, so I'm not going to even try, but Victor Frankl mm-hmm. you know, talked about some of these things in his book, mm-hmm. you know, Man's Search for Meaning, and um, there's Paul Tillich as well, that, you know, kind of a contemporary of Frankl. But it's this idea that uh, we're on this relentless search for purpose and meaning. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are certain things that uh, create uh, deeper voids, and there's other things that create deeper meaning. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a really interesting uh, concept that we quickly dismiss or forget. Right. And that's why it's important to have conversations about it, because I think that, like we talked about earlier, it might be something that we kind of understand already, but being reminded of it Mm -hmm. uh, allows us to view our world and our experience and what we're doing in a different way that helps us understand like, oh, I was really upset with that one person just because I didn't feel understood by them. Right. And so it's interesting. So love and safety today. Mm -hmm. And these are conversations I'm not sure you've had, uh, you probably had with your wife. I've had with my wife of, uh, you know, the love languages. And Mm -hmm. that's where a lot of Gary Chapman stuff has come from is, is going, okay, if we are beings that seek out love, how do we do that well? Yeah. Um, but but it's interesting that my understanding from, from my own personal life of love and safety is so vastly different than my wife's. Mm. And I remember conversations that we had um, probably early on. I'm a dreamer. Everybody knows me. I'm a dreamer. You know, I'm a risk taker. Um, you know, I'm fine sleeping on somebody's couch and, you know, until we figure things out. Well, that's not my wife. Mm. Safety for her was, you know, and I always fought up against it going, I'm doing the best I can. It wasn't about me. It was about the fact that, you know, a, a solid place, you know, mm-hmm. when we signed a two-year lease, that was safety. When, yeah. when I stayed at a job longer than six months, right. <laughs> that was safety. Uh, that's different for me, but it was, you know, finding out those things for her and, yeah. and realizing why wasn't our relationship early on, we've been married for 12 years here soon, why wasn't our relationship early on uh, hitting on all cylinders? Well, it's because she didn't feel safe. Mm. And it wasn't anything about me personally. It was about just her definition of safety and how she got that filled. Yeah. Um, but 
we don't ever talk about that kind of stuff. Yep. Which brings up the <laughs> idea of like Maslow's hierarchy. Of sure. Needs. We've talked about that a lot on the show and somebody might be like, okay, listen guys, you're telling me Stop I've it. got core <laughs> longings. You're telling me I've got this, this wheel of needs that right. I have and that there's Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which is pyramid. <laughs> what do I think about? And the answer is yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah all, all of them. <laughs> but you're right. I think that uh, being able to recognize this in others and recognize it in ourselves can give context to our behaviors. Mm-hmm. One of my professors uh, can consistently says uh, all behavior makes sense in its context. Sure. So once you're able to understand, oh, the core longing of safety is not being fulfilled for you right now. So there's disrespect or there's what is perceived as disrespect, but it's actually trying to find their own mm-hmm. voice or it could be a perceived uh, you don't notice me. Well, no, they don't notice you because they're trying to make sure that they don't go into an <laughs> anxiety right. spiral or whatever, or they're critical or they're harsh or they're, you know, and it's, uh, I've, like I've, I've worked with uh, quite a few couples right now and I asked that question, you yeah. know, when in that fight, what, what core longing was being, uh, commu- you know, the missing Yeah. and how are you trying to communicate it? And you just kind of sit there for a second. They're like, And I think this is another discussion that is a little bit easier to describe from the negative perspective of like, what doesn't give you safety? And I've been reflecting this week in my own life about how I really like listening to NPR because I feel like I learned something involved and and get to like have an understanding of what's going on in the world. However, I think that there's a lot of aspects of listening to the news where you start to lose a sense of safety because you're hearing all of the devastation and the travesty and the tragedy in the world Mm. and you have no power to do anything. And so you're feeding into another core longing. But particularly with safety, we can hear things about, oh, an economic turn or what is the job market like right now or uh is korea gonna bomb us like all of these things no right (laughs) and 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 what can happen is we start to feel unsafe in a world that i mean we see things that are i mean everywhere we look now it's unsafe right right? And 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 i've talked before about how it may seem like the world is a worse place today but i think most of that, maybe 90% of the reason we think that is because we have access to every single tragedy oh. in the entire world we got more immediately. Power. We got more power and access into these three things on the table right now. Right. Ever did, right? Yeah. It's interesting uh, that you say that because I think we are probably, and this is just a, a statement of, I'm not sure, mostly opinion, but you know, if you look at the core longings, we are probably at a, at a worse state that we've ever been when it comes to those things being hmm. met because of some of those things you talk about, right? The access that we have to um, uh, social media and, and information. Um, but what would you say about kind of the push, especially in this Western culture of indiv- individualism, uh, you know, individualistic, you know, go find yourself type of thing? Yeah. Um, you know, I think there's some good to that, but how does that affect, you know, this idea of love and safety if yeah. we're kind of out for ourselves. Well, I've noticed that the more independent we become, the less we know about ourselves. 
which is a really interesting. It's true. Yeah, I never thought about it that way. Aspect. I was talking to a client yesterday who was talking about like, I know that therapy is not the place where you can give me the answers and blah, 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 but that's what I want you to do. And I was like, can I reframe that for you? And I said, therapy is mostly where you get to come and you get to lay out all the things that you're thinking about and I can help you reorganize it mm-hmm. and make sense of it. And that's really like a huge aspect of the therapeutic process that is therapeutic. Right. And I think that we as people were made for community mm. and the community helps us grow as individuals. My wife, Bree, makes me a better person because she can say, Trevor, you're being an idiot right now. You need to figure this out. And I, on my own, wouldn't think that I would be caught up in my own story cycle or whatever it sure. is. And so it's interesting that as we become more independent and we separate ourselves through social media from true connection. Right. False connection or perceived connection. We lose some of the the feeding into core longings like love mm-hmm. and safety where now the only love I can really get that's honest and authentic is for myself. But if I'm not in a place to offer that to myself, right. where does it come from? Well, I think that's a really good point uh, that we have this perceived connection or this false connection. Um, and I think when we really take stock of that, it becomes a pretty lonely mm-hmm. um, um, proposal. Yeah. Like, what do we do with this? And that's why we wanted to talk about this too. So let's talk real quick uh, about this idea of love and safety. Uh, like in its purest sense, I wonder what, what would those things look like? And I mm. think, because I think like you said, we can pull out the, the ways that it doesn't look like. Like, you know, safety, if I'm not feeling safe, I can use food to comfort or mm-hmm. I can use... Same with love. Right. So I can use love, you know, if it's like food to comfort, pornography, um, you know, uh, you think about just kind of our culture where we're talking about one night stand. I mean, different yeah. things like that. Social where media, fame. Right. Uh, what other things do you think? Well, I guess in some... So let's look what it, what it isn't. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about what it is so our listeners can have an understanding. So yeah. like what it isn't... Um, what what you know? I know you and I both have have, have uh, just divulged on this show our our desires, um, or our, not sorry, not our desires, but our uh, struggle with anxiety and fear. Yeah, you know, and how you yeah. know there's things that we <laughs> we still do. I don't know about you, but I still do when I'm locking up the house at night and you know making sure everything's right. Again, false sense of safety, right? Yeah. But it helps yeah. me at least. So what kind of other things do we think of for that are maladaptive for love and safety uh, before we talk about what's actually positive? Yeah. Well, I've thought a lot about how I, I worry about things six months in advance. So I don't oh, worry yeah. about things like right now or tomorrow. Those things I've already worried about six months right. ago. You're good. You're covered. So, so like for me, if I know that I can financially be stable in six months, that feels mm. safe to me. And if I don't, which means that something today is occurring that may not actually affect six months from now, but it's affecting me now, it taints the way that I see six months from now and can cause me to feel unsafe because my future is unstable. Sure. Uh, That's one way that I've really noticed safety in my own life this week. Okay. Um, And then for love, I really, I think I just hone in on 
the ability to connect with others. We've talked about that a lot before, mm-hmm. and that's the whole purpose of this show is to help our listeners be able to connect in a more deeper and meaningful way with others. I think that is one of the most beautiful ways, apart from our, our faith or spirituality, to fulfill this core longing of love in ourselves, mm-hmm. you know? Well, yeah, I think it's the idea if we don't love ourselves or don't know how to love ourselves, how can we find love in others mm-hmm. or love other people? I think, yeah, I think you you speak to the the maladaptive longing of safety for me too of you know the <laughs> hey if I can see myself six months from now three months from now you know financially or um, maybe not even financially but just thinking about all aspects yeah. of, of life I'm like okay I could be good but if you know there's an unknown there right like I'm freaking out right and, and I'm learning right I'm learning that what would we say a couple of weeks ago that uh, or a couple episodes ago that uh, 90 some odd percent of what we worry about doesn't come true and only four percent does right so uh, i'm taking that to stock i'm li- listening to my own words yeah. there it's uh, called me a lot uh, too <laughs> but but i think the love piece too um and i think for those of us that have had hard times connecting in our lives um it's amazing how quickly um the idea of pornography or those kinds of things can can rise up in somebody yeah uh, to, almost insidiously it, it, yeah it is even if somebody that you know even if you know um you've not struggled with it for a long time you know and how when you're you know the minute you don't feel loved uh how that pops back up again yeah. or you know is a is, yeah is an insidious uh alternative and it's you know all these things that we talk about that we try to I think the whole idea is control around love and safety leaves us empty. Who's the individual who wrote the book, The Body Keeps Score? Uh, Besser van de Kolk. Okay. So he, he, I think, in that book talks a little bit about how uh, when we're under stress or or whatever weight, uh, it's it's the weakest parts that break first. Yes. And so when we get stressed, if you're constantly getting colds, that's probably just a weak spot of your body. And that's where the stress hits hardest first. Mm -hmm. And I think that the same can be said about our core longings where when we're under pressure or things are getting really rough or, or whatever, we can uh, feel a deficiency in whatever the least fulfilled core longing right. is or the one that we've already had weakness in. And so we automatically turn towards drugs or alcohol or sex or pornography mm-hmm. or uh, just rage, being rude, rage, raging. Rage, yeah. uh, because those are, those are ways that we've found that can kind of satisfy momentarily those core longings. Well, I've had clients in the past, couples in the past, where uh, spouse X, you know, not going to assign a gender to it, but you know, say spouse X is um, not having their core longing safety being mm-hmm. met. And so when that's triggered because of spouse Y, uh, you know, spouse X just starts raging mm-hmm. and just spirals, you know, into a volcanic eruption or a, out of control or whatever. And in that moment, for that five, 10, 15 minutes, they feel powerful. And yeah. so, because they feel powerful, there's a false assumption of safety. Yeah. Where what they're really asking is, what just happened didn't make me safe. Yeah. And I didn't know how to, I don't know how to say that to you. So, I'm just going to rage. Yep. Right. And that's, and we see that quite a bit. Yeah. So for our listeners and viewers, what's something that they can start to like questions they can ask themselves this week leading up to the next uh, set of core longings about love and safety in their own lives right now? That's a good question. I think it it plays into a lot of our other episodes, right? So I'm not Mm. trying to recreate 
you know, or the wheel here, but it's uh, taking stock of your triggers, taking stock of uh, what things, you know, really upset you, taking stock, sitting down with, you know, in some ways, sitting down with yourself at a piece of paper and going, mm. do I feel safe? Mm-hmm. In what ways do I feel safe? In what ways don't I feel safe? Kind of doing that that pro-con list. Yeah. I think the same thing with, with the idea of love, of uh, where do I find love? Uh, mm-hmm. who, who do I allow to love me? Who, how do I love myself? So I think it's at, at, you know, just asking, begin to brainstorm those questions yeah. without judgment, right? Right. right? Neither right or wrong, just what is. Uh, but it's the honesty piece, I think, that really needs yeah. to happen. I don't Acknowledging know. any shoulds right. that come up. Right. I should be feeling, no, you shouldn't. Just allow it to go. Right. Yeah. The world should be, yeah. And I think judgments. how often do we spend time actually thinking about that? Right. We don't. What I really like about these core longings is that uh, they do all play into each other. And I think that a really well-rounded life fulfills all of those six core longings in mm-hmm. uh, in this ambiguously whole way like it's not easily separated and so something that our listeners can do this week is they can even just look at their entire lives right now Mm. through the lens of is this satisfying my core longing of safety is this satisfying my core longing of love right just deal with those this week and here well here's a caveat too if you start doing that and you start getting overwhelmed yeah it's it's okay to stop and uh, pick up the phone and call a friend or yeah. call a counselor because sometimes you realize, oh, I'm so out of balance or so out of whack that it's, uh, it's kind of scary. Yeah. And, you know, that's where I think like Trevor, like you said yesterday with your client, you know, I wish you just give me the answers. Well, we're not, we're just connecting and I'm helping you figure those things out. That's what, what, right. what therapy is all about. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had this image of counseling being like a mirror where it's not the mirror's role to comb your hair. It's just to show you where the hair is off. Mm, I like that. And, and you know, and I think that's really a good way to look at counseling when you enter the room because now it it really is focused on you as the individual right. coming to counseling rather than going to a doctor who's going to be able to put the bone in place. You know, yeah, no, no bones, no, no, no blood. I'm good. No, not in a counseling office. Well, feel free to reach out to us uh, at candidate Mayfield Counseling. You can actually give Adam uh, Smith a call at 719-452-4803 if you need somebody to talk to, uh, and we're happy to help. Yep. Go uh, find healthy ways to fulfill those core longings, and we'll see you next week when we talk about acceptance and understanding. Thank you for joining Candid Conversations. If you would like more information, you can email candid at mayfieldcounseling.com or call 719-452-4803.